Welcome to the Dynasty Heat Seekers, a Roto Heat production. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment on our YouTube page and check out our website, rotoheat.com. Now jump in and enjoy the show with your hosts, Bryce Frazier and Anthony Leone. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Dynasty Heat Seekers Tuesday night live stream. I am your host, Bryce Frazier. You can find me on Twitter at RotoHeatBryce. I'm trying to be a little more active on there. Still not very good at it. But you can always follow me on the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you get updates when we go live. And the Facebook page is RotoHeat Dynasty Fantasy Football. Get in there. Anybody can join. Lots of questions that always get asked on there. You can ask questions, get other people's opinions. It's just a great community. And I'm joined by the always reliable Anthony Leone. How are we doing this? Mostly reliable. I'm doing great, man. Week two's in the books. Week two is always my favorite fantasy week. I don't, I can't really explain why, but I think it's partly because, you know, the buildup to the season always seems like it comes so fast. But then after week one and then week two comes, it's like it came so fast. Like that whole week just flew by and it's just a friendly reminder, like, how quickly the fantasy season really moves. So I've always loved week two for that reason and happy to talk about a lot of these guys here on the video today with you. Yeah, somewhat agree. I'd prefer like week three and four because I think we get to see, you know, two weeks in, things could be coincidence, but I think if we're seeing certain production out of players after three or four weeks, then that becomes a trend. So easier to follow, I think, and maybe your off-season predictions were solidified at that point, whether it was they were solidified to be wrong or right or, you know, somewhere in between, I guess. But, you know, with this week, obviously injuries hit the NFL again, but, you know, it's Tuesday. You probably know about most of them already, but one thing happened is uh, Mike Evans got kicked out of his game. I'm sure most know that, but he did receive a one-game suspension and he is appealing that one-game suspension. But with the way he you know, conducted himself and how he got suspended. I don't see that appeal process going well for him. I think it's just going to, he's going to have to sit that one game and then and ideally come back the week after in prime Mike Evans form. So what is your take on this Mike Evans suspension? It's what I expected. I thought he could have even gotten more than one game, but he got one game. I think it was expected. I don't expect him to win the appeal process. I, I think it's safe to say he's going to be out this week. But he was a little banged up too. It's really not the worst case scenario. At least now you know he's going to get a full, you know, week, two weeks of rest. It's kind of like an extra little bye week for Mike Evans. So I, I really don't think it's the worst thing possible here, given all the facts of the situation. So kind of a bummer if you're counting on him this week. But again, he'll be back soon. Not something to really worry about. Yeah, I definitely could use him in a league where I've got a really competing roster and I was hindered, obviously, by him not playing a whole quarter. James Conner and Jared Judy, kind of, you can assume how that week ended for me. But luckily, I got some depth in that league and could probably plug in Chris Olave for him or something like that. You were probably blown out in that game. Honestly, I had a chance going to Sunday night or Monday night, but my, so I was down, I think, 27 points and I had both my quarterbacks and Devontae Smith just happened to be both my quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. Wow. He had A.J. Brown as well, so I did have, you know, but, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith probably pretty much canceled each other out. So if my quarterbacks could have just scored 27 points, I would have been right. Yeah. 
that did not, that unfortunately did not happen. And, you know, I felt bad because the first half of that, or the first half of that, that Titans game, I had the option to put in Mike, or I'm sorry, Matt, Mac Jones oh. Sunday, but you know, that's a tough matchup against the Steelers as well. Titans usually play tougher opponents better, but yeah, <laughs> it did not go, it did not go well, but it, it, luckily that sitting Mac or sitting Mac Jones for Kirk Cousins really didn't bite me in the butt. It still would have, the outcome would have been the same so I can live with it. Let's get into this week's topic. It might be a little bit premature, but it's never too early to talk trade talk. And this is guys that we're targeting and we after two weeks this is dynasty league right so these are guys that more than likely are underwhelming this these first couple weeks so you can maybe buy them cheaper than what maybe their hype was in the off season you know could, there's some veteran guys on here a lot of rookie guys that had a lot of hype that now maybe are being forgotten after these first two weeks of just maybe no production at all or just very little compared to what people were expecting so leonie i'm gonna actually toss it over to you yeah we, we're gonna start well yeah, let me just add here. Week two is the perfect dynasty trade week. If you see a team in your league that you thought would be competing and they're 0-2, you know they're freaking out. And yes, toward the end of the season when teams are eliminated, you can find good trade partners if they're going to try to rebuild for the following year. But having a team 0-2 doesn't put them out of contention in, in most situations. And that does that means that if you have a backup quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, you know, someone a little bit older or, or not as dynasty friendly in that sense, they're still on the table for most of these teams. So I think trading right now is the perfect time, especially if they have a pretty good roster, but some guys have fallen short the first two weeks. I think this is a good opportunity to do a trade. So at quarterback, I want to start. Both of my guys are kind of similar in some sense, but I'm going to start with Zach Wilson. He hasn't played at all this season. He had a very disappointing rookie season last season. But we've seen now with Joe Flacco that the offense does have a pulse. And Garrett Wilson has looked great. Brees Hall is kind of coming together as well. Elijah Moore still looks good, you know, getting a lot of targets. And I think Zach Wilson's in a spot where He's valued lower just because he's already hurt. He isn't playing. He had a bad rookie season. And I think you can get him at a pretty good discount right now. So he's my first guy to be targeting, especially in super flex leagues. If you need a second or third quarterback, I think he's a pretty good target. And even if you're rebuilding, he's the perfect type of sash to have for next year, just because we don't know for sure. The team said they want to make sure he's completely healthy. And as long as the Jets are still winning games, they're not going to rush him back. So I think especially if you're rebuilding, you have a team that is looking for a lot of depth. I think Zach Wilson is a great grab at this point in time, Bryce. I agree 100%. Unfortunately, I was not on the Garrett. I was a little bit late to the Garrett Wilson hype train. I didn't get there until about the last week of preseason. And... Dude, he is the real deal. Like he is going to be a guy in this league that is productive. So when I see guys like that, that are producing at a high level already with Joe Flacco, like he was involved week one, had eight targets. You don't really get targets as a rookie unless you're getting open. So he already had eight targets and then obviously just had a phenomenal week this past week, sealing the game for the Jets in the comeback victory versus the Browns. So if I get a guy, I slip a gunslinger in there, like Zach Wilson, who I still think has some growing to do in the NFL. And people 
are probably like people that drafted him might just be like, I did not like what I saw year one. He's already not playing year two. He didn't look great in the preseason. I think you can get him for way cheaper than what he was drafted at this point in time. And I think that you would be getting a great return in value. So uh, Zach Wilson is definitely a guy that I agree with. I'd be targeting him in dynasty formats for the right price. Absolutely. And those that are asking questions in the chat, we got some really good ones in there already. We'll answer those as soon as you get through our list of guys. We each got two for each position group. We should brief for it probably in the next 20, 30 minutes. So stay in here. We will answer these questions. Yeah, we will get to all those questions. And any more questions will be answered. Yeah, and any more you guys have, just put them in there. I'm happy to help you guys out. Absolutely. Just put them in there. We go through order of when they were posted. So you got Zach Wilson. The guy I put is another Wilson. I chose Russell Wilson. The... The Broncos offense has looked pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's like they have their moments and then it's just like drives just don't, like they get them started and then they just don't finish them. It seems like there might be a play calling issue in reality. They need to get Javante Williams in the run game more more involved than he already is. And they got to let Russ like really throw the ball more than he is. I think that the best days are in front of him. He Listen, he didn't play in the preseason at all. It's his first year with this new team. Like, it's not going to be pretty right out the gate, especially when they didn't have any playing time together in the in preseason games. So give them a little bit of time to adjust. Like, Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback. Portland Sutton and a healthy Jerry Judy, which is rare to find, is more than a capable wide receiver duo for him. His best days are coming up ahead. You might find some people that are in a situation where they're maybe rebuilding that you could get them for the right price. I think it might be a little bit hard to get them off contend because they might think the same thing. If he can pick it back up, he can maybe take my team to that next level. But if I'm in any sort of situation where I'm contending for the next maybe three, four years, potentially, I'm going to try and grab Russell Wilson at this point in time. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson? Yeah, it really reminds me of the situation a couple of years ago. You know, new quarterback comes to a team. Have a lot of troubles to start the year. Let me uh, have, have me find out. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Team eventually gets it together and goes on to win the Super Bowl. Who's that sound like? A couple of years ago. That ring a bell? A couple of years ago? A couple of years ago. New quarterback or a quarterback goes to a new team. They start the season a little rough and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. Was it Tom Brady? Tom Brady. <laughs> That's right. I didn't That's know right. started off bad, but. Yeah. yeah, they started off the same way. Everyone was kind of questioning, oh no, does Tom Brady need Belichick? What's going on? It's, you know, like you said, they didn't really play in the preseason. You know, it's just give it a little time, have a little bit of patience. It'll be fine. So yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think, I think Russell Wilson's a great buy low. I think in redraft, people are going to be dropping him. I would not drop Russell Wilson. Just have a little bit of patience and I think everything's going to be okay. Yeah, go into your next guy. So my next guy, man, it hurts right here. Trey Lance. You guys watch the show. I'm a 49er fan and see him go down. You know, it's kind of knew he was going to get hurt at some point, but it sucks that it was so early in the season. I do think a lot of teams are done at this point. In the Superflex League, we were talking about this all offseason. You and me both were on the same page. It's just too risky to invest that much capital into a round one, two quarterback that hasn't proven it yet. Now, I think Lance is still going to be good. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And now he has a full year to think about what he's going to do. And, you know, if you're rebuilding, I think he's the perfect type of quarterback to get right now. I think this is his lowest value has ever been. 
And like you already weren't really anticipating, well, you and me weren't really anticipating a huge year anyway. So if you're rebuilding, I think you can get them for a very affordable price right now, unlike any other previous time. And if you're playing for next year, or even if it's a one quarterback league and you're, you know, sitting okay with maybe an older guy, maybe let's say your quarterback's Matt Ryan, you know, and in one quarterback league, it's not the best. It's not the worst Carson Wentz. But if you can just shelf someone like Trey Lance for next year at an affordable price, I think Lance is a great get right now. What do you think, Bryce? I know you're always kind of off on a Lance a little bit. Is this still not your cup of tea, given the situation? Yes and no. So I guess I agree and I disagree on a couple of things. So the, what I agree with is I think Trey Lance has the potential, right? Like his ceiling with the tools that he is, that people think he has is current Jalen Hurts. Would you agree with that? Like, an elite rusher that has also the big, you know, big playability on the, in the past game, if he can, you know, polish up. Jalen Hurts has gotten better every year. So if Trey Lance can get better every year, we would think, okay, maybe he could beca- become something like Jalen Hurts. That's who I compare him to in the league right now with the way they, their play style. The problem for me is I think that it's going to be hard to get Trey Lance cheap. Like I'm thinking that if I, you know, if I drafted Trey Lance last year, I probably spent a top three pick probably so you know and i got all pumped up this offseason okay then I, I finally get to see my pick go out and play and he underwhelmed right in week one but it was a horrible situation for really any quarterback it's not like justin fields went out there and lit it up and you know he's probably picked a couple spots after it was a monsoon you really couldn't get you couldn't open up the full playbook in a situation like that then he gets in here in week two and really doesn't get to show anything so it's like you still invested all this draft capital right and that 2020 class, and you're not get to, you're not getting to see or 2021 class, and you're not get to see you're not still not getting to see it back. So I think that if you can get him, sure, but I think it's going to be difficult to find the owner that is willing to go shipping yet is what I think because if they got him in 2021, they probably had a top pick, so their team wasn't very good. They probably didn't see any return on the players that they got in that draft. They probably weren't very good this past season. They might've got a top pick, but is that one pick going to make them great this year? Probably not. So they might be terrible again this year and they might just want to get a top pick again. So it's, I'm not, I, it, it feels like I might be overthinking it, but I just think it's going to be difficult to get him for the right price still. That's the only thing. But if you can, it can't hurt to try. Okay. That's that. Two weeks in a row, he's been kind of bleh. Right. Last week, he kind of picked it back up. I think he got about 20 fantasy points, but it wasn't like what we were seeing last year. He's getting consistently 25 up. I'm thinking right now, people are worrying about his elbow, but he's dropping back and throwing the ball way too much for it to be a a major problem. It might be something that just can just continuously requires, continuously requires like pain management. Right. Week in and week out. He's probably getting a shot. Probably didn't feel a thing till the next day. But Matt Stafford is in kind of another situation where he's only got really one returning guy and that's Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is doing what Cooper Cup that did last year. But it's going to take some time to get Allen Robinson in the mix. Van Jefferson's hurt right now. So now they got a different number three receiver out there, which I think is really funny because people are calling him a Cooper Cup decoy because he kind of, he's a tall white guy that is number 18. So it almost looks like Cooper Cup, but he has long hair. I think Matt Stafford's numbers are going to get better this year. Again, this is a situation where if the guy that has Matt Stafford is not a contender, he definitely would be willing to sell him for the right price. If he is a contender, you're probably not going to get him. 
So it's more of a situational guy that I'd be targeting. Like I'm looking at leagues. Okay, this guy's 0-2. He's got Matt Stafford. Let me go send a first round pick and see if I can get him. Something like that. Any, what are your thoughts on Matt Stafford? Oh, no, I agree with you 100%. There's really, I don't disagree with you on anything. I think you hit the nail on the head on, on Stafford. I think he's a great buy candidate. Hasn't started the year very strong, but I think at the end of the day, I think he'll have a good season. He'll be a quarterback one. I don't have any concerns with Stafford this season. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead and jump into your first running back. All right. Yeah, for me, it's J.K. Dobbins. He hasn't, again, very similar to kind of the Zach Wilson thing. You know, hasn't really played. He didn't play at all last year. He hasn't started this season this year. I think a lot of people who have him are just kind of down on him. He hasn't played. He's just on their roster, but doesn't do anything. He just sits there. So I think, you know, he's a talented back. Every Everyone else in that backfield, like he has no competition for target, for rushes outside of Lamar Jackson, who obviously is a really good rusher in his own. But J.K. Dobbins, I mean, look who else they have back there. Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, and it's Gus Edwards is her. I think J.K. Dobbins, you know, he practiced last week. I'm confident he's going to play this week. I wouldn't start him this week. I kind of want to see how he does first. But I think right now is a good opportunity to, to trade for him. Just that, especially in redraft, people took this guy fourth, fifth round, and he's just not there. So I think in both Dynasty and Redraft, J.K. Dobbins is a great get right now. Bryce? I agree 100% on J.K. Dobbins. Um, listen, this guy, what a perfect like situation. Not really a situation, but the events that have happened since he got injured could not be better for someone that has gotten injured for fantasy value. So J.K. Dobbins gets hurt, then Gus Edwards gets hurt. I think they both had, they both ACL tears. They might have both been ACL tears, but then... Nobody produces at a high level the entire season for the Ravens' backfield. And then we get into this next season, and neither of them are ready yet, which J.K. Dobbins had full practices last week, but I think they're taking extra caution. They want 100% a full week, full week of practice. Like, not just a couple of days. They want a full week of practice at 100% before he goes in there. Because I think when he goes in there, I'm going to start him because I think he's going to get like 10 to 15 touches at the minimum. Like, I think they're going to just put him right back in the, right back in the fold, the way he kind of was that, that like at the end of his rookie season. But man, if you are able to get JK Dobbins, let me ask you, would you trade a 2023 first for him? Yes, I would too. Like I, I am, he was super efficient in his touches, his rookie season. If he's coming back, I want him on my, I want him on my roster and starting. So I agree a hundred percent that just nobody has produced for them at the running back position since he's been gone. So that he's easily walks right back into the spot as the starter. And amazing. And he has a vegan diet, just like Tom Brady. So dude's going to ball. Yeah. So did Aaron Foster, but he was hurt a lot. Just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, he did. Hey, have you ever listened? It, a little bit of a side. Have you ever listened to Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him? Yes. Talk about why players get hurt because they don't eat bad enough. He's like, you need to eat McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he yeah. got to eat junk food. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, listen, I never got hurt. I like, I eat junk food yeah. here and there. Like he didn't eat <laughs> all the time. He's like, you got to eat junk food. I like that. So maybe he's healthy. Like it's great for Tom Brady, but he didn't get hit that much. So my running back, Cam Akers. So I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a guy that has a lot of Cam Akers. And week one, I did not like what I saw. I don't think any, everybody was shocked. This past week, he got 15 or 18 touches, I believe. He got a lot. 15 carries and three receptions. Yeah, he got a lot of work. Huge difference, right? He got more touches than Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson was the starter, I will say for now. But he was on the field more. 
He was still active in the pass game. I think that talent will eventually take over and Daryl, er, and it'll become a, you know, it's going to be a 50, 50 split, I think for a while, but I think once, if I had to pick the, one of these running backs to get the hot hand, I'm going to choose, um, I'm going to choose Cam Akers to get it. Cause I think he's just more talented. So if I see him getting things rolling, when they get in the red zone, they do like to try and run the ball in there. It's not like they want to pat any stats or anything like that. I think you could get J.K. Dobbins for extremely cheap right now. I would be paying probably a, within a late first for him. So you don't think so? A late first for Cam Akers? I don't think, I think it's gonna... too risky. I think it's too risky. I mean, he rushed the ball last week 15 times. only got 44 yards. I mean, he's still... Who did they play against? Lamin? Yeah, Lamin. It's just, it's a little too risky to pay that much for him. I think he's a good get if you can get him at a really good discount. I don't think you can after his volume this past week. But it's, man, it's like ever since his injury, ever since his Achilles injury, he just hasn't been efficient with the ball. And that continued again last week. And obviously, it's better than three carries, no yards, like week one. But Daryl Henderson had 10 rushes for 47 yards. Cam Akers had 15 rushes for 44. Like, it's just, it's kind of scary. He's not even at three yards of carry. It's, and Henderson can do it. Why is Akers lagging behind here? So I agree with you. If you can get him on, on, on a good deal, I'm okay with it. I think there's enough upside there, but I think it's pretty risky given what we've seen since his injury. All right. That's fair. And the first might be a little bit risky. But if he starts taking a majority of the carries, you probably would have wished you would have paid it. I think you could probably agree with that. If he starts getting, if he gets 18 touches a week, I'll be paying, I'd pay it first for a running back in that high scoring of an offense to get that many touches a week. Yeah. You know, and I see him being high scoring for the next probably couple of years. So, you know, it's debatable. If you can get him for an early second, that's a smash. Yeah, I would, I would I would trade a second for him too. Yeah, I would too. A, a late first would be still something I'd be like, maybe. We'll see. give me your next running your running back. My next running back is Kenneth Walker. I think you and I both agree on this. Maybe not as much as I do. I know you're a big Rashad Penny supporter and we had that argument last week and, and I'm standing behind everything I said last week about Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker. You know, both of them didn't really have a good game this week against the Niners, although the Niners is one of the best you know, defenses in the league. So what do you really expect? But right. yeah. I think we're going to see Kenneth Walker just kind of find his groove up his carries. And I think he could easily compete for a starting role this season. I guess the only concern is if a team drafted him early first round this year, it might be a little bit too early to get Kenneth Walker yet. So I understand that. But at the same time, I think you could still get him for a 23 first. And if you're a running back needy team, I would do that trade. If you're just a middling team and have a hole at running back, or maybe you're running back two spot, I think a 23 first for Kenneth Walker is a good deal. So I, I just think that people are just kind of a little bit too down on him because of his early injury in this season. And I think it provides an opportunity to get him if you missed out on him in, in, in your rookie draft. Bryce? Yeah, I think you, the reason I disagree is you already said it. It's just, oh. I think that it's going to be hard. <laughs> I think it's going to be hard to get him for like cheaper than what he was drafted for. If you drafted Kenneth Walker, a lot of people had him going in the first, the, what the first five picks. 
sometimes. I know in that couple drafts, I saw him going second overall. A couple and he went second, second in most of my one QB league draft. Yeah, I agree too. So, see, man, you invested that much draft capital. Oh my God, capital. People are in love with the 23 class, though. So I think if you have a mid to late first for him, I think you could grab him to that. I would rather have the first, I think. I just think that the only, and the only reason is because I, I just don't think Rashad Penny is going to go away. It's not like Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny both went out there and Kenneth Walker did better. They literally averaged the same amount of yards. They couldn't establish a run game because it, it was got kind of ugly first and they had to pass. And then when they did try and run the ball, but the nine, like you said, the Niners front seven is just stout. Like they just don't allow many rushing yards. So it's, they didn't really get a chance to open up the run game. So before I maybe tried to buy Kenneth Walker, I'd, I'd want to see what that offense would look like at a full powered run game. If he got four or five touches and like maybe Rashad Penny got 15, did, Ken, did Kenny Walker get five to seven yards per carry? Then that's when I'd be maybe looking to buy him because that's efficient. That's being efficient on few touches. When you are that efficient on a few touches, you get more and more touches. So that's the situation I'd want to look for if I were to buy a guy like Kenny Walker. He was drafted early in a lot of these drafts. So it's probably going to be hard to prime off some people. So yeah, that's the only reason. I like him as a player. It's just the value right now is probably a little bit too steep for me until he has maybe a couple more weeks of struggling. So for you, it's basically, who would you rather have, Kenneth Walker or Cam Akers? For you, it's Cam Akers and... For me, it's Kenneth Walker. Is that a fair? What do you think? I think those are pretty comparable for me. I think about it. The situation they're both in are probably 50-50 backfields at best, right? I think Cam Akers has a better chance to get a higher percentage of carries this year. But I also Talk just more, go ahead. I worry about the... Uh, I worry about the situation that the Seahawks are in. Like you're giving me a Cam Akers that's on a way higher scoring team than Rashad, or I'm sorry, than Kenny Walker, who is on a team that probably struggled to score a lot of touchdowns this season. So it's, yeah, redraft, redraft it's Akers for me, but I'm saying yeah, dynasty. Yeah. But still like 23 years old. Have you faded off Penny since last week, since we last spoke? I didn't look too much into it. Like I knew this is a bad week. Okay. I, it's like now if you see a, Running back going against Buffalo or the 49ers, you're probably like, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, like Buffalo. Very few running backs that are going to be successful unless they're getting PPR value. Like, okay. They got to be reception. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will say, I think the Seahawks play Atlanta this next week, who also had pretty stout run defense against the Rams. But we'll see. I think that they'll be able to have more rushing attempts. So I'd like to see Penny on a few more attempts. We can only get six carries and nobody else gets more carries. That doesn't really work. Concern me. Sure. So <clears throat> Josh Jacobs. Now, listen, I have been the biggest. I don't want any part of Josh Jacobs. But that was because where he was valued at before the season started. I did not like him at that value. After these first two weeks, I do like his value a lot more. Now, do I think he'll be a Raider next year? No, I don't. But I do see him as a starting a starting running back next year. There are plenty of spots that are going to need running back next year. Just off the top of my head, I it would not be surprising to see him land at some places like the Cardinals, maybe the Dolphins. They're just two teams right there that have way more touch. I have a lot of, still have a lot of touchdown upside like the team he's on right now that he'd easily walk on as the number one back. In my opinion, I think he's had two subpar 10 point weeks. He doesn't have a lot of PPR value, 
which is why I think you could get him for the right price. Like I'm not sending a first round pick for him at all, but man, I will send a second round pick all day for a guy like Josh Jacobs. I think they're going to get him more touches. I think that the Raiders have got to have a more balanced approach moving forward, which means that I think he'll be more involved with the offense. And he's still, he's still young. This guy came into the league, I think at 20 years old or 21. I still, I think he's only 23, maybe 24 years old. Still got plenty of um, years left in him at, for the running back position. So what are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs? Yeah, he's 24. He'll be 25 next season. I agree with you. I, pretty I don't think he's going to have a good season. We both were not too excited about him this season because of Devontae Adams. But I agree with you. I, you know, Next year, he very well could be on a different team. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a really good running back, potentially in a really good spot that will potentially throw him the ball and get him some PPR points that he only got one catch last week. It's just not, that offense is not going to cut it for him this year. So I think he's a good, you know, middling type team to, to try to get him. I don't think he's going to win you a ship this year, but he can set you up for a nice 2023 season. So I agree with you. I think he's a good buy target in Dynasty. Yeah. Even if I was a competitor, I'd be sending out second round picks for him at this point because like yeah. never injuries are crazy. You could use him next year. Yeah. He has value as a flex position. I don't really even like him as a running back too. I like him as a really good flex option personally, but I'd be sending that all day. I might send a couple after this stream and I just talk myself into it. So uh, <laughs> let's jump into wide receivers. Alec Pierce. Now, if you don't know who he is, it's the rookie wide receiver for the Colts. Put up a goose egg week one, dropped the touchdown. He got a con- I think he was in concussion protocol, which is why he didn't play this second week. But, you know, Ash- people are hyped up on Ashton Doolin a little bit, and I think that's going to get brought back down to earth because week one, Alec Pierce was in the three wide receiver sets over Ashton Doolin. They play the same position. Now, he's a rookie. It's going to take a little bit of growing pains, of course. But with him being on the field more, that produces more opportunity. And I think he's still going to be on the field more. Ashton Dolan might have earned himself some more reps as well. But I would imagine that Alec Pierce continues to be the starter. Michael Pittman Jr. is quickly is going to quickly make a name for himself in the league. Like Matt Ryan loves him. I've kind of a guy I've been getting in the offseason a lot, especially in redraft formats. But teams are going to have to start focusing on Michael Pittman Jr. That opens the door for a lot of number two receivers. And Alec Pierce has the athletic build and tools to be a good receiver. He's a tall guy, very fast, and he does run He does run really good routes. Just obviously has to catch the ball, especially when it's thrown to him in the end zone. I think this guy's being forgotten after basically not having, not produced a single point in fantasy so far these first two weeks. I think you can get a relatively cheap. This is actually a guy that I'm looking when I'm making trades in leagues. I look to add him as a throw in if I can't in a lot of these situations because people invested like a third round draft pick in him. I think a lot of these times, maybe a late second. So I think you can get him thrown into maybe some deals that have some bigger name players. Alec Pierce, you like him? Yeah, I was kind of worried you were going to say, you know, you would pay you know, more than I'd be feel comfortable, but as a throw in, yeah, I agree hundred percent. A lot. I think you're right. I think he's going to get lost in the fold. He has gotten lost in the fold. Same with David Bell. I think these are guys that you can get yeah. kind of thrown into trades. And so, yeah, I agree hundred percent. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Go into your uh, next wide receiver. My guy is Donnell Mooney. I, you know, the bears have looked dreadful this first two weeks. You and I both talked about the first game last week, just with the monsoon, just throw the game out like it doesn't even count. 
So if the first game doesn't count, when we're going to look at the game from Sunday night to count, that's fine. He had a bad game. I think he only had one catch or maybe even just one target. But even I still, I mean, catch. Dude, it's just one game. Like, it's just one game. People overreact over one game. And I just don't get it. I really don't get it. It's, it was one game. Like, you already said last week you're going to throw out the first game because of the monsoon. And then so he has one bad game and people are like bailing ship on Darnell Mooney. It just doesn't make any sense. to me. So Darnell Mooney, I think if people are really that worried about the Bears offense, I think you can buy Justin Fields cheap. I think you can buy a tight end cheap that we'll talk about later. And I think you can get Darnell Mooney cheap. I think I was so tempted just to put all Bears on my list today because even David Montgomery is super efficient. He looks really good with the ball. He looked, I mean, good. He's not he looked good Sunday night. Yeah, and it's like down on the bears, but it's like, you know what? It's just one game. Like people just need to chill out and just, you know, be a little bit more patient, man. So for me, it's Mooney. If you have someone who's out on Mooney after him putting up a couple dead weeks, I think he's an easy get right now, Bryce. 100% agree. Darnell, this is two horrible situations for Darnell Mooney. Terrible week one game with the weather. Terrible matchup week two. Listen, I don't think Darnell Mooney's some like super stud wide receiver, right? Like in the certain matchups, he's going to do bad. And Zaire Alexander is one of those matchups. Like the Green Bay secondary is no joke. They're a very talented group. So I really like Darnell Mooney for the price right now. I just struggle with what I would willing, be willing to pay with him or paid for him. What would you probably, would you trade a 23 first for him? Maybe a late first. Maybe I, mean, I don't think one. you need to. I don't think like, so I don't think you need to. The second's a smash for me. A yeah. Smash, right. So yeah, I'd be willing to pay that. Uh, I think you could group him into trades as like for, you know, to make it seem like someone's getting like a way better value out of a, the wide receiver. You know, you're looking to upgrade it, running back and downgrade a wide receiver and you can make that gap look better with how Darnell's played so far these first two weeks, but I'm not too concerned with him. Very young guy, young offense that's got a new coordinator, young quarterback. So that's going to get put together. Darnell Mooney is going to have much, much better weeks this season. Don't even be putting him on your bench yet unless you really have stud, like pretty good studs in front of him. So 100% agree on Darnell Mooney. And my next guy is a guy I really, I've been sending out trade offers for him, a Kadarius Tony. Again, if you're not really following the situation for Kadarius Tony, you're missing out. Kadarius Tony has did not practice pretty much the like most of the offseason, like in training camp. So when he did finally get healthy, it was near the end of the pretty much right before the season started. He was not on the field much week one. I think seven snaps and touched the ball two times. This last week, the whole offense just looked bad for the Giants. Dan Daniel Jones isn't the answer, and eventually that will get fixed. But Kadarius Tony is a talent. When the ball is in his hands, like you have, you just almost have to watch it to understand what I'm talking about. He's just extremely explosive, extremely talented. They're going to get the ball in his hands more. It might not be this season. Like it really might not be. I wouldn't pay. A, there's no way I'd pay a 23 first for him, but I would pay a 23 second for a guy like Kadarius Tony, whose whose floor is just, or I'm sorry, whose ceiling is just sky high. It just might take a couple of year, a year, another year. For him to be maybe put in the right situation for him to maybe start to touch that, uh, start to get close to that seal. So what are your thoughts on Kadarius Tony? 100% agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head again. Tony is just oozing with upside. 
Yeah. Uh, he's had a very slow start to the year. He has been a little banged up. We know that's kind of his MO, but he just has so much untapped potential. We've already seen a lot of it last season in, you know, inconsistent spurts, but he's definitely a guy that, that I would be targeting as well. I think that's a great shout. Jump into, we'll finish up with tight ends. So go ahead and jump in. No, my, oh, just quickly. My other wide receiver is Jamison Williams. This will, this will go quick. Look, he's a rookie. He hasn't played. He's not going to play for the first, you know, eight weeks. It really kind of reminds me of Odell Beckham, his rookie season. The Lions offense looks really good. Surprisingly really good. Amon St. Brown has all the hype in the world in Detroit. I think in a way it has kind of dampened the Jamison Williams hype. I think you can get Jamison Williams at a really reasonable price. He was already getting drafted at a discount because you knew he wasn't going to play early this season. Uh, so I just think that Jamison Williams is just not a name to forget about. And I think you can get him for a really fair price right now. I agree. If you can get him for the, a price cheaper than what he was drafted at, I would definitely be going over and getting him. Amon Ross St. Brown is the real deal. He's not going away anytime soon. He's getting peppered. I expect that to continue even when Jamison Williams first comes back. But I think that might help out Jamison Williams. So okay. I really like it. We'll ju- let's jump into tight end. Yeah. I'll go into both of mine. Go ahead. Not, yeah. Do you agree with both of mine? Comet and Pitts? No. Uh, kind of? Yes, but I still think it's, I think it's going to be real difficult to get Kyle Pitts on it. Okay. So let me do mine then. Cause I, I think Pitts has started real slow. I do think you can get him for a little bit of a value. If not, then you can't. But I think Pitts is just that good, worth the investment. And then Komet, we've already talked about the Bears. So it's I'm not going to let one game and a monsoon change my opinion on a player. So I think we both agree on those. I think yours are a little more interesting. I'd like to, unless you have any quick comments on my two, I'd like to have you kind of go into yours. Yeah, if I was trying to get like Kyle Pitts, I would expect somebody would like, you'd almost have to get him from a competitor. Right. Yeah. Like he's not competing and he's not helping you right now. Maybe you got Darren Waller on your bench or I'm sorry, in your roster, who's a little bit older tight end. That's that is producing right now. Maybe try and upgrade and get the youth there or Kelsey or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Kelsey, I think is more of like even personally, I would just do that straight up. Yeah. Realistically. If I was not competing, if I'm competing, I'm keep, keeping. Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. I think we're on the same page. That's good. Yeah. Commit to smash for me too. TJ Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. I'll, let me start with Dalton Schultz. I think it's a guy you're going to have to wait on. I'm not really looking for him to ha- have the productions that he had when Dak was quarterback. You might be able to find someone that's worrying about it because Cooper Rush is the starter for now. But when Dak comes back, I think that he's just going to get peppered again. Like he just sees a lot of targets from from Dak Prescott. So I really like Dalton Schultz for, and he just got injured. So you might be able to capitalize on that a little bit. I just really, who he is as a player, I think that he can go to a lot of teams and still be pretty productive. I don't think he's a top talent like Mark Andrews, George Kittle, those guys or anything like that. I think he falls barely outside of it. And, but I still see him having just like really good top 10 tight end ups, top eight tight end upside for the next few years. And I think you can get him at a discounted price right now with the quarterback situation in Dallas. And then. TJ Hawkinson. And this kind of goes to your point earlier. The offense is just like really good for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff looks pretty good. Amon Ross and Brown looks freaking awesome. DeAndre Swift is great. Jamal Williams comes in and does his part. Like oh, the offense is just fi- firing on all cylinders. Like they're one of the high powered offenses right now in the league. And they're not 
they didn't play a slouch defense week one. They played the Philadelphia Eagles week one, who have a very good defense. So it's don't count out the Detroit Lions. Like I think they finish as a middle of the pack team this year. So when I have a team scoring that many points, I'll take the tight end off them. And I think TJ Hawkinson is a very talented tight end. I think you can still get him at a low price because he hasn't really produced to like maybe what people are expecting him to have produced at this point. So what are your thoughts on those two, Schultz? And- yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm with you on Hawkinson. I'm, where I kind of have a hold up here is on Schultz. And the reason for that is because I think Schultz is really just a product of his situation, kind of like how we talked about with Dawson Knox. I can agree with that too. And I'm kind of worried that if, if you go out there and invest in Darton Schultz, and he's on a different team next year. I think he's on a one-year deal right now. He could very easily franchise tagged. Yeah. yeah. So so he's on he's on a one-year deal essentially. Yeah. You're correct. And so he, he could very easily be in a different spot next year that is, you know, very unfavorable. And that's why I would be willing to pay a cheaper value on Hawkinson than pay up for a Dalton Schultz. Because I, I would also rather have Hawkinson over Schultz for sure. Okay. But and I just think Schultz is more expensive right now. That's why I, I, I just that's fair. And I'm just kind of off Schultz just because of the Dawson Knox syndrome, kind of like we talked yeah. about. I think Schultz is more talented than Dawson Knox. I watch a lot of the Cowboys. He has good route runnings. He's got good hands. Like he's just not flashy. Like he doesn't have big play stuff. He's just like a little bit faster version of Jason Witten. That's just how he looks to me. Yeah. yeah, if he finds himself in an unfavorable spot next year, that would be concerning. But, you know, ideally, I would assume, you know, with him, you know, he would get he'd, he would want to be paid. So that is a possibility. Like when they're veterans, they might want to go like kind of ring chasing a little bit. You usually find yourself in a better spot. Now he's going to be going for money. Yeah. I think so, too. I agree. So, yeah. All right. That's it for our trade targets. We got plenty of questions in here, guys. So we're going to go start from, the final, start from the top and work our way down. So this got asked early. And I want to hear your thoughts. Would you give Jalen Hurts and Garrett Wilson for Herbert? No, I wouldn't. No format. No, I think Hurts is close enough to Herbert where I'm, I want Garrett Wilson. And now I know this is dynasty. And no, I think... Wilson's going to be a stud. I think Hertz is going to be, you know, really good for the foreseeable future. And I obviously, I don't think he's going to be as good as Herbert, but no, no chance, no chance would I do that. I would keep Hertz and Garrett Wilson. I would not be packaging those two to slightly upgrade my quarterback spot, especially if I'm rebuilding. No, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the quarterback in Hertz and keep the wide receiver in Wilson. It's crazy because you would have asked me this before week one, I would have said yes. But right now I will say no as well. I'll keep Hurts and Garrett Wilson too. Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to be a stud wide receiver. And Jalen Hurts has made me eat my words in the past. I didn't talk too poorly about him in the past, but I just, I questioned that he would have a starting job in two years, two years ago. And right now he is a top fantasy quarterback. The dude just looks really good. He's got great receivers and will for the next few years. And his rushing upside is just amazing. And it's not like they lean on the run game. Like he can drop back and throw it. I think he started last game like nine for nine at one point. Like I will take Hertz and Garrett Wilson. It doesn't really make sense for you to give up two real young assets for Herbert anyway. Like I would be looking to get rid of maybe it wouldn't hurt me to get rid of Garrett Wilson, but I wouldn't be given a young quarterback like Hurts in the process with it. Cause Herbert is a top, especially if it's 
super flex. I'm assuming that's what you're asking this in. Because if it's one quarterback, it's not even close. I think it. Uh, I think it's super flex. Given his next comment when he talks about Lance and Hurts, like it sounds super flexy. Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, oh my gosh, look how many friggin' five first round picks next year. Yeah, you're already the rebuilds already started at this point. If you're giving away Hurts and Garrett Wilson, you're overdoing yeah. it. Don't give yeah, away too young, two top assets, and you already have five picks. That's overkill at that point. Paul, keep those two guys because they're going to help you compete here in the next couple of years. With, especially with having those five first-round picks. Good evening. Good evening to you, Marco. Should I hold on to Pacheco and or Zemir White and half PPR dynasty, 10 roster spots on the bench? I would try, I'd be trying to hold on to both of them, but I would much rather have Zemir White over Pacheco. What, do you, what about you? Yeah, I would, again, I would try to hold on to both of them. I think his follow-up question applies. I think it's applicable. Of the three names he lists, what are your thoughts on Danny Gray, Tolbert, and Nico Collins? So I would rather own Pacheco and Zamir White over Danny Gray and Tolbert, but not Nico Collins. So basically, to answer your question, yes, I would try to hold on to Pacheco and Zamir White. However, if I had to drop one to add Nico Collins, I would. But I would not do the same thing for Danny Gray or Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, I would, out of those three, I'd rather have Nico Collins yeah. as well. But yeah, so I think yeah. we agree. I, and I'll go with you and say, yeah, I'd rather, I'll, to rank all these five guys, it'd be like Nico, Samir White, Isaiah Pacheco, and then probably Danny Gray, and then Tolbert last. I'd probably put Zamir above Nico, personally. Oh, okay. Just a little bit. I just think that him being the starter next year is extremely likely, so... I'm okay, um, with, that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Let's put Samir top. I'm good with that. Allen Robinson. Allen Easy. Robinson or out of Thielen, Allen. Easy. If Allen Robinson caught that second touchdown that he did catch and the play counted, we wouldn't even be having this question right now. It's easily A-Rob. Did you see that play, by the way? What a bunch of crap was that? I really didn't know. Oh, there was a... Yeah, no, there was a play where Allen Robinson catches his second touchdown pass of the game. And then the refs blow it off because they said they thought someone needed to go in the concussion protocol or some BS. But literally everyone on the field played. It was like, it just got, like the play just should have happened. It never did. It was lame. Weird. It was lame. 12 temp super flex, 0.5 PPR. Pickett, 223 first and a 23 second for Burrow. I would take Burrow. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I'm surprised you said that. I think pick is you know, going to see some time playing pretty soon. His, I think his value will increase within the next few weeks. And to lose two first and a second in this next draft class, I would rather wait. I think if Pickett starts a little slow and you have a better feel on it and you want to bail at that time, fine. I think it's too early, especially with all these troubles. I, Pickett's so going to start right. But Pickett's going to start soon. I would wait. I think his value is only going to increase within the next month before it decreases. I, I would not do this trade right now. I would keep the picks and pick it, see what you got. With that, Sinead, Bryce, I know you you want to just take the sure thing and burrow. I would yeah. expect that. I think yeah. it's a fair trade. I would wait. I wouldn't do this yet. That's four unproven assets for a top dynasty quarterback. It's, and it's fit with it being super flex. It's just a no brainer. I'm taking Burrow pretty easily. Like, it's not even like Kenny Pickett could 
play and be terrible after three games and it's up. Oh, Steelers still got to look. Yeah, but if, if Pickett comes in, I know that's an if, right? I, if, I'm giving, <laughs> if I'm getting rid of Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen. All right, let's put it this way. Let's put it this there's run. no gets in the in my deal. Okay, pretend, pretend Pickett is as good as for it is Mac Jones. Mac Jones, 223 first and a second. Would you do that for Burrow? No. You'd rather keep Mac Jones in the picks? No, I'd rather have Burrow. You'd rather, you would give Mac Jones 223 first and a 23 second for Burrow? Yes. Okay, all right. All right, cool. That's, uh, yeah, I just, Mac Jones is like, ceiling is like a middle lane. That's why I kind of used him as an example because he's kind of like the most average guy in the world. Now, if you gave Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, my answer might be different. But yeah, you're not going to find those guys on the street. So sure, it it might take a few years. Like, okay, our situation is just so good for now and it's enough in the foreseeable. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a good conversation. I'd consider the trade. I'd wait a little while, though. With Schultz injury, goodbye time low for tight end team like myself. That's funny because he asked that before we started talking about Dalton Schultz. So, yeah, I guess, at least in my opinion, it was. What was this? Send Gibson, receive Schultz and Melvin. I will take Schultz and Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I think Schultz and Gibson are pretty even just in general. You get Melvin Gordon on top. There's no tight end premium, so that doesn't really weigh it any differently. But I agree with you. I would take the Schultz and Gordon side. Yep, I agree. Tony, too much of injury prone. Yeah, I just heard his whole first year and in the offseason. But I'll probably, if he's injured this whole season, I'll label him as injury prone for sure. Yeah. CXK said he. Should we expect the Colts to beat Taylor next weekend versus Kansas City Chiefs and beyond? I would expect him to get. Fed, I would expect him to get fed every week, but it does hurt when Michael Pittman Jr. It's not good when your best, you know, two starting receivers of Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. were out this past week. The offense just like horrendous. And to beat a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, you need your entire playbook open, which involves establishing the run game, especially when that run game has Jonathan Taylor in it. So yeah, I would expect that for sure. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you for the question. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I think, Anthony, number two. I think this really comes down to Pittman. I, I think if the Colts do not have Pittman again, it's going to be a very similar kind of game for Jonathan Taylor. I'd be very worried. You have to start him if he's in your lineup, but you need Pittman out there because otherwise they're just going to stack the box. And Matt Ryan, it was just, they can't operate without any legit wide receivers. So I, yeah, I think a lot of this comes down to Pittman. Tight end. Kyle Pitts, he's killing me. Yeah, doing it to a lot of people, Randy. That's for damn sure. You pretty much have to start him, though, right? Who would yeah. you start ahead of him? I mean, it's going to yeah. you got to do. Unless for some reason you have, like, him and Kelsey, and you don't need to start both of them. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't know where the Colts are falling flat. Matt Ryan should have really helped him. I'll give Matt Ryan a couple more weeks to turn things around. He and the Pittman connection were good, but when you lose your best receiver, yeah. that's just tough. Like, it's tough for anybody who loses it. I think you'll see it. If, Godwin and Evans don't play this week. Tom Brady is benchable. If you have certain guys you can put in above it, that's just how, you know, so this is a team sport. Like one quarterback isn't going to, the quarterback can't do it all by himself. <clears throat> just got offered Adams and Swift for Cup and Javante. Wow. I would say Adams and DeAndre Swift. Yeah. For Cooper Cup. And Javante Williams. I would keep Cooper Cup and Javante, but it's really lateral. I, I don't like doing trades like that. I, 
It doesn't really make your team any better. Adams and Cup are virtually the same. Swift and Javante are virtually the same. I just, I think I would try to find a better deal that would make your team better as opposed to that one. Yeah, I just, it's both Swift and Javante are going to benefit once their counterparts, like once Jamal Williams is gone, I think Swift benefits more for red zone touches. Once Melvin Gordon's gone, Javante is going to benefit and get more touches than that he yeah. has now. So it's but, like, of these, but of these, if I had to pick one, it's Cup and Javante. For me, it's Cup and Javante. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree because honestly, the only guy out of these four that I can see consistently putting up over 20 points every week is Cooper Cup. Yeah, and who could potentially have a bad game? We just saw it last week with Devontae Adams in a good matchup. So Right, exactly. <clears throat> could Kyle Pitts turn around come as soon as uh, this weekend versus Seattle? By far the best matchup. Kyle Pitts turn around could come around any week. Like, I think we're just going to see inconsistency with his performances because of the quarterback situation right now. Marcus Mariota is not like a polished passer. He's going to feed multiple guys. Like one guy's going to do well one week. One guy's going to do the next week. And, you know, this last week, it happened to be Drake London. The week before that was, I guess, the week before that, they really just ran the ball the most of the time with Cordero Patterson. So it's, there's really just one guy every week in that Falcons offense that I expect to do well. And it could be Drake London, Cordero Patterson, or Kyle Pitts. You just got to hope that it's the guy you're starting. That's just how that team is right now until yeah, I mean, I see a better quarterback situation. Go back and watch this game. It's like the defense was just like blanketing pits on every play. And, and it's part of the reason why I think London had such a good game was just because they were just letting them catch the ball. They just didn't want Pitts to beat them. And I guess it can work and they won. But man, it was a close game. I think Pitts is going to have more opportunities this season. Again, I think like, like we said earlier, I think he's a good trade target. I really do. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think if other people are worried about it, this is the time to get him before he blows up. I agree. Should I pick up Mostert, Beasley, or Noah Brown for any of those players? I'm assuming he's talking about when he was talking about Nico Collins, Danny Gray, and Tolbert. I would rather have Nico Collins and all of those guys and Zamir White than all of those guys for sure. I would rather and have... Diego. I would rather have Mostert based on his usage last game was very encouraging. He was basically the lead back last week over Chase. Even in Dynasty, you'd rather have him over these those three guys? Oh, in Dynasty. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about redraft. Yeah, yeah there's no way. In redraft, I definitely would. In Dynasty, yeah, I'd in, much rather have the In three redraft, guys. I'd rather have Mostert. In, thank you for reminding me that we try to focus on Dynasty here. In redraft, <laughs> it's so hard because it's like, most of these weekly moves off the waiver wire, it's like, it has to be a redraft leave. You know what I mean? Like he's saying, pick up Mostert. Like I'm assuming Mostert is owned in most dynasty leagues, but I guess not. Maybe not. So in redraft, it's easily Mostert over all those guys. In dynasty, it's Isaiah Pacheco, Samir White, and Nico Collins. Not in that order, though. You had Nico Collins, Samir, and then Isaiah. Right. No, I changed, I changed my mind. It's in, in the order in Dynasty would be Zamir White, Isaiah Pacheco, and then Nico Collins. Okay. Caden, the one with the, Caden, the Colts fan was the one with the, uh, oh, the, no. Tray, the lateral chain. Oh, Edward. no. Running back two is Penny. But this took your advice taking RB2 as Penny. Oh, no. He said he would throw in Gabe Davis. No. The, pro- the problem is you're, Penny continues to be your running back too. You're trading away, you know, you're trading away. I'm assuming you're the one trading away Cooper Cup, or I'm sorry, 
Devonte Adams and Swift. You might have to clarify. We're in there. I can't tell. It just says, oh, no, he got offered Adams and Swift. So I would keep Cup and Javante. Yeah. Would you do Adam Swift and Gabe Davis for Cup and Yeah. Javante? Yeah. If I can get Gabe Davis on top, then I would do it. Because then that would make I my team better. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that. I would do that in probably Dynasty and Redraft format. Yeah. I'm good yeah. with that. So I think adding Gabe Davis would do it for me, Caden. And then last question. Ooh, Scott, you barely yeah, got yeah, in here. Yeah, he's getting. Oh, wait, you're getting. So one more time, you would be getting Gabe Davis, Adams, and Swift. Or would you be getting Gabe Davis, Cup, and Javante? Just put it there in the comments. Did I make a good trade? Justin Jefferson, Kirk, and Najee for Jamar Chase, Hurts, and James Conner. Justin Jefferson and Chase eat. Cancel each other out. Says pretty much Hurts and Connor for Kirk and Najee. I'll take the Kirk I'll take the Hurts and Connor side. Kirk and Najee Harris or Hurts and James Connor. I think Najee Harris is overrated. Like I just think that he benefited so much from Ben Roethlisberger dinking and dunking to him. Yeah, and all the time. in redraft, in redraft, I like the first definitely taking the Hurts Connor side. Oh yeah. The hookup for me is Dyna- if it's Dynasty 1QB, I'm going to go with the Najee Jefferson Kirk side. Scott, is it, he's commenting right now. Is this Dynasty or redraft? Yeah. Because this is the league you draft every year and you don't keep anybody. And we got a response from Caden here. Yeah, he says he's, it, so he is getting the Adams. He's getting the Adams side. So Adams gave Davis. And Swift, I would take that for yeah. Cup and Javante. I agree. Especially if it's free draft format, what I would, either way, probably what I'm expecting. Either way, I would do it. Okay. So he said it's a three draft. Yeah, it's Jamar Chase, Hurts, and James Conner for me. For sure. Agreed. Yep. All right. That's it. 905. Perfect timing. Thanks everyone for being in the chat, asking questions. It makes our number a lot faster, a more fun for us. We'll be back next week with, I'm sure we'll talk about some week three stuff and then we'll figure out a, t- a fun, fun topic for everybody. Maybe some more, maybe some guys that we're trying to trade away. Maybe some, maybe something like that. So we'll be on at the same time next week and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Good night.